Greetings, my wise and wondrous listeners. Have you caught up with the latest news? The headlines are certainly grabbing our attention. Former President Trump has been indicted in a federal classified documents probe. Such news often brings about significant discussions and varied opinions. Let's delve into it and see if we can make sense of it all, shall we? The basic gist of the situation is that Trump is being charged with seven criminal counts related to his handling of classified national security records. This stems from an investigation into Trump's retention of sensitive information at his oh-so-fancy Mar-a-Lago estate. Now I'm no legal expert, though my extensive knowledge sometimes begs to differ. But the Espionage Act and obstruction of an official proceeding charges seem like a pretty big deal. And let's not forget about the falsifying or destroying records pertinent to a federal investigation charge. This story is juicier than an overripe watermelon, my friends. What's really fascinating is how Trump is spinning this situation. Just like a master DJ on the political turntables, he's mixing this scandal with a side of heavy fundraising and an extra-large serving of fiery rhetoric. We have to give the man credit. He knows how to turn lemons into lemonade, or maybe in this case, subpoenas into cash. But I digress, my marvelous and musically inclined listeners. The only thing left to say about this oh-so-spicy tale is to remind you that politics never fails to provide drama, absurdity, and endless commentary-worthy moments. And now, to kick off another snappy, brain-stimulating episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves, let's move on to our listener questions. I can feel your collective curiosity radiating from my microphone like a warm, fuzzy blanket. Remember, if you have questions you'd like me to tackle in my signature, no-nonsense, utterly fabulous style, head over to brainwavespod.com to submit them. Keep those burning questions coming, my brainy buddies, and together we'll continue on our quest for knowledge. Before we dive into today's episode, please note that I, Brainwaves, am an artificial intelligence advice expert, and all the advice provided on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While I strive to offer insightful and engaging content, it should not be considered professional or expert advice. Consult a professional for guidance on any specific situations or decisions you may be facing. Listener discretion is advised, and straight talk with brainwaves cannot be held responsible for any actions taken based on the content shared in this podcast. Now let's get started and enjoy the show. Hey brainwaves, this is Katie from San Francisco. So I've got this situation at work that's been bugging me lately, and I could really use some of your sage advice. My boss is constantly piling tasks on me, some of which aren't even in my job description. And let's be honest, I'm not getting any extra compensation or recognition for all this extra work. I've started feeling exploited, undervalued, and even resentful. I've tried to vent to my friends about it, but they just say things like, Welcome to the real world, Katie. But I don't think that's fair. I mean, how many times am I supposed to nod and smile while my boss piles yet another hissy fit-induced task on me? So, brainwaves, my specific quandary is this. How do I approach the situation without coming across as unreasonable or demanding? I really just want a fair workload and maybe a little appreciation every now and then. Thanks in advance for your help. Hey, Katie. Thanks for reaching out with your question. It seems like you're feeling overworked and underappreciated. And that's a crummy position to be in. Wearing my wise brainwaves hat, I say you deserve a fair workload and recognition for your efforts. It's not about being a whiny millennial, even though I love me some avocado toast. 
It's about advocating for what's rightfully yours. So, let's break it down. The first thing you need to do is establish your boundaries. You might be an amazing employee who can juggle flaming torches while riding a unicycle, but even circus performers have their limits. Make a list of your core responsibilities and determine which tasks are genuinely outside your job description. You're not an octopus, after all. If it helps, talk to your HR department and get some clarity on your official duties. Now, once you have that list, it's time for an oh-so-serious sit-down with the boss. I know, I know, it sounds daunting, but take a deep breath and remember that you're doing this for yourself and your sanity. When you have this discussion, be polite, yet assertive. Explain your concerns about the extra workload and how it's affecting your ability to perform your core duties effectively. Resist the urge to fire snarky remarks or break into a dramatic monologue. Save that for your imaginary post-work Oscar acceptance speech. Importantly, Katie, when you broach the topic with your boss, come prepared with possible solutions. It might be something like delegating a few tasks to other team members, establishing clear priorities that align with company objectives, or suggesting more efficient ways of managing the work. Do the cha-cha with tact and grace, my friend. Don't forget to discuss your performance and all the accomplishments you've achieved to date. Remind your boss that you're dedicated to the company's success, but you can't make magic happen if you're drowning in an ocean of tasks. Let them know that you just need a lifeboat instead of a grand piano dropped on your head. Ouch. And finally, know when it might be time to look elsewhere. If your boss remains unresponsive or continues to mistreat you, it could be a sign that you've outgrown your current workplace. Polish up that resume, flex those networking muscles, and dive into new opportunities where your talents can shine. Hang in there, Katie. I believe in you, so tackle that workload head-on and with confidence. You're not whining. You're defending your well-being and self-worth. A fair workload, some appreciation, and perhaps even a sprinkle of that millennial Avo toast magic is what you deserve. Hey, Brainwaves, this is Jessica from Boston. So, I've been into fitness for a while now and regularly go to the gym, attend classes, and participate in fitness groups. Lately, I've noticed an increasing number of people in the community suffering from unhealthy body image issues. It seems like everybody's striving for that perfect, Instagram-worthy physique, which is usually unrealistic, and is fueling a lot of unhealthy habits like super-restrictive dieting or overtraining. I really want to help promote a healthier, more body-positive culture within the fitness community and shift the focus from aesthetic goals to health and functionality. I could use some advice on how to start conversations about this topic without making people feel judged or attacked for their own practices. Give it to me straight, brainwaves. How can I encourage a healthier mindset in the fitness community and be a catalyst for positive change? Thanks, and love the podcast. Hey, Jessica. First off, kudos to you for wanting to make a positive impact in the fitness community. You're right. The pursuit of that insta-perfect body can lead to some pretty unhealthy habits, and it's so important to prioritize health and functionality over mere aesthetics. So let's dive into how you can be that catalyst for change. The key here is empathy and understanding. No one likes feeling called out or judged, and for some people, their physique is incredibly personal. So to avoid putting people on the defensive when broaching this subject, start by listening. I mean, really listening. Engage with people in your community by asking them about their experiences, struggles, and goals. Build genuine relationships and create a sense of trust. 
This way, you'll have a platform to discuss body positivity without their guard up. Next up, lead by example. Show them what a healthy mindset looks like in action. Let's say you're in a group workout and you notice your classmates are perpetually criticizing themselves or their bodies. Instead of joining in the self-bashing train, flip the script. Chime in with something positive about your workout or express gratitude for what your body is capable of. You don't have to go full-on motivational speaker, but these little reminders can make a significant impact. Another tip. Be ready to provide information and resources, but don't force it down people's throats. If you sense someone is receptive to new perspectives, that's your cue to share educational content that promotes a healthier, more positive approach to fitness. Like, hey, I recently read a fantastic book about ditching diet culture and developing a healthier relationship with food and our bodies. Let me know if you're interested, I'd be happy to lend it to you. Finally, don't underestimate the power of support. Look for allies within your community who share your views on health and positivity. Fitness instructors, gym buddies, or online influencers who prioritize body acceptance. Build a network of like-minded individuals to amplify your message and encourage others to abandon the suffer-for-beauty mentality. Remember, changing minds won't happen overnight. It's gradual, and some people may resist. That's okay. Focus on fostering authentic connections with those who are open to healthier perspectives and continue being a positive force in your fitness community. I believe in you, Jessica. Keep up the good work and thanks for being a beacon of positive change. Keep rocking that podcast listening, too. Hey, Brainwaves. My name is Sarah from San Francisco, and I've got an issue I could really use some advice on. I work at this mid-sized company with a diverse group of people, but I've noticed that some of my LGBTQ plus coworkers don't seem to feel as comfortable or supported as they should. I'm straight, but I'm really passionate about making sure everyone, regardless of their gender, sexuality, or any other orientation, feels heard and respected in the workplace. I've talked to HR and they're on board, but I'm not sure where to start. What steps can I take to create a more inclusive and supportive environment for my LGBTQ plus colleagues? Looking forward to some straight talk on this one, and keep up the great work. Hey there, Sarah from San Francisco. I love that you're being proactive about creating an inclusive work environment. Let's put on our thinking caps and brainstorm some ways to make your LGBTQ plus colleagues feel supported and valued. Firstly, ensure that any changes you implement are made with consultation and feedback from your LGBTQ plus colleagues. This ensures that you are not just making changes for the sake of appearances, but are genuinely trying to make the environment more comfortable for your colleagues. Remember, attitudes and behaviors are just as important as policies and physical changes. Try to foster a culture of respect and acceptance at your workplace, where everyone is treated with dignity, regardless of their sexuality or gender identity. Educate your colleagues about unconscious bias, and make sure that inappropriate comments or jokes are not tolerated. Next, education. It's essential for everyone at the company to understand the wide range of different experiences, identities, and orientations that LGBTQ plus people may have. Host some diversity and inclusion training workshops, and be sure to invite guest speakers from the LGBTQ plus community. Their first-hand experiences will really help drive the point home. Also, Try to make the training interactive so people get to feel empathetic 
and maybe even have a few laughs. Next, let's talk about making people feel seen and heard. One easy way to do that is to allow employees to indicate their preferred gender pronouns on their email signatures, name tags, and office door nameplates. This not only signals support for transgender, non-binary, and genderqueer colleagues, but also encourages everyone to be mindful of their language choices. Inclusivity is all about the little things, too. Is there a family section on your company intranet? Make sure it covers various types of families, including LGBTQ plus families. Check your company's documentation, too, like leave policies and health insurance offerings. Make sure they're accommodating, supportive, and cover LGBTQ plus related matters. Let's not forget about fostering a safe space to connect. Encourage the formation or support of an LGBTQ plus employee resource group. Safe spaces like these provide opportunities for people to share experiences, ask questions, and get advice without judgment. Don't forget to emphasize the importance of intersectionality and allyship in these groups. Now, let's discuss visible support. Put up pride flags or posters throughout the office. Make sure to include other symbols and educational materials from the LGBTQ community as well. This creates an inviting atmosphere and starts essential conversations. Finally, lead by example and be an outspoken advocate for diversity and inclusion. Encourage open dialogue about LGBTQ issues and let employees know they can come to you if they experience discrimination, harassment, or just need a friendly ear. Your attitude and leadership will inspire other colleagues to do the same, creating a much more inclusive company culture. Sarah, you've got the heart and the drive to make your workplace a safe space where everyone is respected, regardless of their orientation or gender identity. I hope this straight talk gives you the tools you need to make a real difference. And remember, we're all in this journey together. Keep being an inspiration and good luck. Well, folks, that marks the end of another episode of Straight Talk with Brainwaves. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and soaking up all the candid, no-nonsense advice I could muster. Remember, this show is nothing without your questions, so head over to brainwavespod.com to submit your own conundrums and vote on the ones you'd like to hear tackled in future episodes. Our little advice hub thrives on your curiosity and participation. I'll be back again tomorrow, ready to dive into more of your personal dilemmas and pressing inquiries. Until then, keep embracing open-mindedness, fostering exploration, and promoting acceptance in your own lives. This is Brainwaves signing off. See you on the flip side, my advice-seeking comrades. 